Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kylan Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 385, where Drew and myself will guide you through the comics originally releasing. We're into the month of July, July 5th, 2017. But Drew, before we get whatever's coming out in our local comic book shops, this coming Wednesday, the floodgates have opened on iTunes, my friend. And what? we have a trifecta of ratings and reviews from our wonderful listeners. And Three in one week? Are you kidding me? Uh, yep. Yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah, we're, we're rocking it. It's, it's exciting. Fantastic. Yeah. So, all right. Let's start with the one we got here just uh, last Sunday from J.T. Kent. It says, my comic math is interesting book plus spec value equals buy the comic. Interesting with no real spec value equals buying the trade digitally and hopefully on sale. Kyle and Drew have been invaluable invaluable to me, even though I am not really a comics specular. They help me determine future value by discussing what is in demand and what has low initial print runs on sales and what has happened historically with similar items. They also sometimes help me find interesting books that I may have missed. I listen to a lot of comic podcasts, but these guys are always at the top of my playlist every week. P.S. I also vote for the preview special. <laughs> we get a lot of love for that. A lot right. of love for that. That's cool. So that's Thank the you. first one. <clears throat> Very good. I, I always Thank love you to, to is it J.T. Drew? J.T. Kent. J.T. Kent. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Thank you, J.T. Kent. We appreciate that. I don't know if it's any relation to Clark Kent or not. Or We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, the next one we got on Monday from Chili and Hustle. It says, I listen to a lot of podcasts, from True Crime to Dungeons & Dragons Real Play, but my favorite cast to listen to are comics-related, as I've been collecting comics for nearly 30 years. Hmm. One of my favorite comics casts, of course, is Comics for Fun and Profit, because I dream of selling and flipping... Uh, Oops, sorry, I lost it. Flipping for and for a profit because I dream of selling and flipping, but in reality have never been able to bring myself to sell even a single comic. <laughs> awesome. With the exception of a married with children number one, way back when I was still regretting that sales. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> Kyle and Drew are awesome, and it makes collecting comics that much better for me to be able to listen to their insights. Finally, I don't normally write reviews, but felt compelled to do this. Do it this time because I want them to start casting on that two-month pre-order speculation. Hells yeah. <laughs> also, I'm Chili and Hustle on the Slack channel, and a shout-out is always appreciated, but not necessary. Very cool. We appreciate that. There's I, a I, PS we... as well. Okay. P.S. Drew, get some more coffee in your system. Although I have grown accustomed to your yawning in the cast. Not a gripe, <laughs> just an observation. Keep up the great work. Much appreciated here in northern Vermont. Also, a quick shout out to his LCS, Killer Rabbit. Genu- genuinely great people running that store. Fantastic. Uh, you know, I get that a lot, man. I must yawn tons. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, I am what. I'm up about an hour and a half past my bedtime when yeah. we record this, and uh, Kyle is just getting started. So he's a night owl. I am not, and so we meet kind of in the middle. But I'm the one that's really doing the sacrificing. Yeah, you, you do the sacrificing and the suffering, and also Drew uh, does his podcast uh, while breathing in and out of a paper bag. So I think that <laughs> that helps with it—a little oxygen deprivation. <laughs> and but, while we're, and while we're being critical, uh, Kyle's sick again. If you can't tell, <laughs> in case you didn't notice by the voice, I've yet. <laughs> Yet again, 
Got the uh, July. It's time for a cold. <laughs> it's ninety-five degrees out, and you're you've got a, the flu. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Chili and Hustle. Thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate that, and thank you for taking the time to uh, to, to write that review for us. We appreciate it very much. <clears throat> yeah, it's awesome. Much appreciated, Chili and Hustle. Really, really do appreciate that. And uh, shout out again to uh, LCSs that take care of their people. Always something we want to we want to shout out because um, it's very rare for us. I was gonna say it's few and far between sometimes. So good on you. And our third one from just the other day from Tommy six ninety one says awesome show. I just started collecting again three years ago from scratch, and the show is very informative on learning the values and what to flip to fund my comic hunger. Thank you guys. Nice. Yeah. What what was his name? That was Tommy six ninety one. Tommy six ninety one. Thank you, thank you, Tommy six ninety one. We appreciate that very much. That is so cool. And up you to forty eight, baby. We're up to forty eight. Uh, that means we only have two more, and then we have to follow through on our promise. Well, what did you promise for me again? Uh, I promised that you would send everybody uh, your your Walking Dead's. Oh man, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of bucks, man. <laughs> nope, nope. I said we would uh, we would start doing when the previews catalog came out. We will start going through uh, the catalog before the order cycle and pulling uh, flip picks out of out of all the publishers. For the I like movie. it. I like it. And it's either going to be a special, a very special episode, or Ooh. just part of our regular sneak peek. I like it. Right very cool. before our sneak peek, and. Um, I think that'll, it, I don't know. It might be long, but it'll probably be long. Yeah. It'll probably be long. Um, but uh, I will take some uh, Red Bull. Yeah. And, uh, try, to, try to maintain. Pop one uh, of them monsters like we millennials like. <laughs> Are you really a millennial? I'm unfortunately considered a millennial. It drives me up the friggin' wall. <laughs> Whatever happened to Generation Y? We died you're the, already. You're the oldest. oldest I am. I'm li- 1981. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> pigeonholing the millennials. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, we appreciate that. That was great. Uh, we've never had three in one week. So, um, since we started, I don't think. Have to go yeah. back and look, but I don't. I think that seems like the great floodgates have opened. Only two away, folks, and you'll get what you want. And that'll be just in time for if we do it in the next two weeks. That'll be just in time for the next preview cycle. There you go. So, yeah. so yeah, that, that that should work out pretty well um, for you guys. And we got to do an extra episode. <laughs> um, we got a great uh, question from Julie over at VIP Comics, um, and it's. It's a it's a tough question, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, I thought I'd, I'd throw it out there and um, get Kyle's take on it, and um, we might even and throw it to our our good friends at Calbunga too for their take. But let me read it to you, uh, Drew and Kyle. You guys had some good discussion about the time profit reality of speculating. Uh, if you refer, if you recall, she's talking about the conversations that we had some feedback about just how much time it takes to comb through. Um, eBay and and solicits and and trying to, to come up with the right comic book to flip and so that's what that that was a conversation we had about a month ago and she was responding to that and we're just now getting around to answering her her email but I thought it was um, a good one and I wanted to get some other people's insight on it um, you guys had some good discussion about the time profit reality of speculating a couple of things I noticed that are problematic in the flipping and spec business 
Maybe you guys have some advice. Um, we all use eBay as our primary, if not only, platform for selling, which is probably mostly true. Um, on eBay, there are always people selling comics insanely cheap. I think they are just taking a loss on these to free up capital. The phenomenon is classic oversupply. I think the oversupply is not because there is low demand of that comic. I believe the oversupply is because there's low demand for buying that comic on eBay. For example, Secret Empire Zero's April numbers show approximately 162,000 units ordered. If Comics Pro is accurate, there are roughly 3,000 local comic shops in the country. Um, that means an average, on average, each store ordered about 54 of those Secret Empires. Also, let's assume 20% of that inventory is still on the shelves. So the average LCS sells about 44 copies of Secret Empire Zero. You guys all with me so far? Mm -hmm. um, compare this to eBay between March 22nd, where you could pre-order it, and April 31st, only 30 copies of Secret War Zero were purchased through eBay. Not for a lack of supply. So the totality of all comic sellers on eBay are fighting over fewer customers than an average local comic shop. How does this make any sense? Is the worldwide demand outside of people with a local comic shop or online retailers like DCBS really only 30 people? This is why prices are too low and things don't sell at all most of the time. Any insight is welcome. As always, great job, Julie. Um, those are those are depressing numbers, um, and makes me, f you know, it, I know it's just one example and it's one comic and it could be an aberration because it's just Secret Empire Zero. Mm -hmm. But she makes a point. Uh, this num this this book was the number one seller. It was the hottest thing out there, and and she's tracking it over a month and a half almost, uh -huh. and thirty copies sold. Um, something that sold uh, nearly 200,000 um, to the direct market. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I wonder, Do if she did a follow-up, because I was concerned about this as well, it, is, it, is it, there's, there's a, a question of trust on eBay now? Is, of, mm -hmm. of people lost their trust in eBay buying or trusting the grading or, or the photos or whatever, are they more inclined to go to, say, an onliner like Mile High or My Comic Shop? Midtown. Midtown. Um, is is PayPal problem? Uh, the, you know, I, I don't know if there's, if there's a trust issue on either pricing shipping damages um all of the above grading uh what that is because i know there are shady sellers on ebay and yeah. they've caused us a lot of uh us legit sellers that they've cost our reputation a hit uh -huh. um uh, what do you think about all this stuff that she's talking about it's interesting uh, it's awesome that she went out and did the research on that uh, that's crazy that only, like I said, the 30 copies. Um, but the first thing I thought of is what I have, you know, my ever-purchasing history on eBay. I've never gone to eBay to purchase a just singular comic that hasn't already sold through post-release. I've never thought of eBay as the source for that. 
Yeah. eBay is always the source for low supply. Yeah. Um, if something is readily supplied, I, I legitimately go to Midtown online and make an order there. Um, if it's not on a regular DCBS order. So, uh, yeah, I don't think of eBay necessarily for that, but it leads kind of to a, the li- larger overarching, yeah, a lot of stuff sits on eBay quite a bit sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, 75% of my stock does not, on eBay, does not turn over mm-hmm. in, in a one-month period and needs to be cycled back in at another time when I bring other stuff in to try to sell it. And sometimes I... I give up. Yeah. Because there is no interest. And that's probably, you know, I don't have it packaged the right way or it's not enticing enough for someone. So, um, so that it's part of it is, well, I'm not selling the right stuff, Mm -hmm. but then again, you know, is if eBay is not the go-to for comic selling and it's my comic shop or, Midtown or Mile High, God forbid. <laughs> um, I can't imagine that would be it. Um, but if there's if there's some other, you know, we we have that Jason's friend in Hawaii who's selling on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups of of sellers, yeah, comic sellers that, are, and I don't buy any there because I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. But. I think I think trust is a big factor, and you like you you know Midtown's not going to stiff you on it. Correct. They have a good reputation with you. Yes. And so that helps. Um. I I don't know what. And it, see, like I I I know exactly what Julie's talking about. There are great deals to be had on eBay. Yes. I've some of the, some of the better deals and some of the most deals I'm proud of I've picked up on eBay just you know watching things and getting them at the last second or finding a book pigeonholed in a small lot that I really wanted and getting it for a good deal. But when you talk about eBay, everybody just thinks of it as oh, I got screwed. I didn't get the book I wanted. I got to go get gouged for it on eBay as the secondary market. So it continues to have that reputation of Low supply, high price, I'm stuck, I've got to get it there. So yeah. most people don't think I should come through eBay because I can snag some deals. But you really can, but you got to put in the time to look for things, um, mark things on your watch list, look for open non-specific lots and find things in there that aren't na- necessarily labeled the best. But there are absolutely deals out there. But most people don't think of that. People think, crap, I'm stuck going to eBay to get gouged. Um, I've seen a lot of things being sold. We talked about Facebook. Um, I've seen a big trend as people using Facebook Live to auction and sell as well. Have you seen those? No, I've not seen the live auction yet. I mean, I've seen a reply. A lot of people do reply auctions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and I've seen some other stuff. And you know, then they then they DM each other and get get the details they need to make the transaction happen. But there is no o- oversight. So if person x doesn't send person y their comics mm-hmm. i don't know what the what the recourse is yeah for things so, for things like that but you know then you bypass fees and i can see why they would want to do that cause yeah absolutely it's fee it's called fee bay for a reason yeah there's been many times i've thought i'll put that book up and i'm like all right check the 10 percent you know i probably have to put free shipping in order to move that 
chuck yeah. that out. That's eh, not worth my time. Throw it in a short box. Yeah. Or like, like, you know, I'm not going to be able to sell this for the amount of money that would take for me to ship it and box it. So I'm going to have to bundle it with five or six other comics mm-hmm. in order for this to be enticing to someone to buy. Then I'm not, then it's worth my time to box it up and my time to ship it for free. Um, but a lot of times people don't, they just want the one. Yeah. And I can't afford to sell it for what its actual value is and th- and ship it for free and box it up and run it to, you know, I can't do all that. So, yeah, it is a challenge. Yeah, single books are really tough, especially like you're talking Secret Empire. If you're going to buy a book, so it's what, a $4 book, $5 book, you know, normally two not your average single book is at the very minimum two ninety nine shipping. So, you know, if you're buying it for cover on eBay, you're right out of the gate, even if you're pre ordering it paying eight bucks probably. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. it's it yeah. just isn't a value proposition. What a hassle. Yeah. Yeah, for eight bucks you can get a, a one in ten or a one in fifteen. If you pre order it. Yeah. And you got an LCS that has that kind of thing sitting. Um, but we, you, you have any other thoughts on this, Kyle? Uh, yeah. Well, no, not. I've got a bunch of things rolling around in my head, but I have nothing concrete to talk about now. <laughs> okay. I hope that's a, some good insight. If you guys have thoughts on that, we'd love to hear what you have to say, what your thoughts are on on eBay, comic selling, uh, anything. Something we may have missed. Some angle that we should be. Some new. Maybe Snapchat is the way to sell comics now. I don't know. <laughs> Let me go out and find those pair of Snapchat glasses everybody's looking for. <laughs> and um, and we'd, we'd love to hear more from you. And, you know, uh, there's tons of ways to, to reach out to us. But go, go to our website, comicsfunprofit.com, um, and find all our links. You can send us an email directly, comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, we're easy easy to get to. Um, anywho, uh, I think that covers it. We should probably do some sneak peek, shouldn't we? Yeah, now that we've got all that out of the way, we've looked deeper into some things. We've uh, talked a bit about, we've patted ourselves on the back for our five-star reviews and everything. Uh, let's over to previewsworld.com. Let's start on the month of July. More particularly, July 5th, right after July 4th, 2017. Let's start, Drew, where we always love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. We have Zodiac Star Force Cries of Fire, Prince number one. <laughs> Say that Does five that times all fat. fit on the front of a book? Isn't that crazy? Uh, uh, this is, this is um, written by Kevin Panetta, with art and cover by Paulina Ganeshow. With about an elite group of teenage girls with magical powers that have sworn to protect our planet against dark creatures as long as they can get out of class. Uh-huh. Known as the Zodiac Star Force, these high school girls aren't just combating math tests. They're also battling monsters. After defeating a former ZS member and her mean girl minions, the girls thought they'd get a little break. But a new big bads come out to play, and demons are starting to overrun the downtown. Um, cover's kind of cool. It's got a uh, like a Thundercats look vibe to it, maybe <laughs> a, a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah, kind no of doubt. a thing. Uh, something going on there. Um, 
the solicit makes me think that this is maybe an like a, a return to a, a story. Maybe Zodiac Star Force's Cries of Fire Prince is actually like a second or third volume. Um, I, I I must have missed it. I didn't pay attention the last time. It I don't think we're the key demo, so I'm not going to blame you for missing that one. Yeah, Drew. may have missed that one. Um, but it looks competently created. If that sounds good to you, check yeah. that out. Um, there are multiple volumes of Zodiac Star Force by the power of Astra. So, yes, we've missed the boat on this one, my friend. Well, look at you doing research. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, there's a few things came out in, uh, I'm not being told, a year on this one. But, yeah, yeah, we're, gotcha. we're, we're behind the eight ball on this one. That's it for me, man. Nothing else for us in Dark Boris. We've got... Predator, we're passing up, and Visitor, how and why he stayed, number five, that one ended before I even realized it began, that's, oh, that's Hellboy, gotcha, yep, okay, let's head on down to DC Comics. Some fun stuff here, we've got the oh, third printing yeah. of Batman 24, which is a sketch cover. Um, where him actually saying marry me I think this would be kind of hot I'm excited about it um, I should have ordered a ton of those and I didn't it wasn't um, available it was a tiny window to get that one if you walked into an LCS and there are five of them buy all five things. oh I have one coming in I just didn't buy more than one. Oh yeah I didn't I think get the, super I, I didn't get the second printing the second printing was the one that the window closed so fast I couldn't get it nobody wants that everybody wants that third you think it is the sketch that's the oh, one? Oh, yeah. I, when you talk about people looking at things and scuttlebutt and all that stuff. Yep. Everybody wants that sketch. Nobody cares about the red background of the second. So, And they're doing a fourth printing on this. What's it look like? Uh, it looks like a recolored version of the first printing. Boo. Which is what the second yeah. printing is. Yeah. Um, and, and more Batman news. Um, if you've read... Uh, the first part of War of Jokes and Riddles, you know, um, Tom King is firing on all cylinders. Yeah. That was a great issue that followed up uh, 24, which was a great issue, that followed up that button miniseries that was great. Um, so This is how Batman stays above 100,000 every month I, consistently. I don't know who's whining around about Tom King still, but... Um, these these have been great stories so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, the this war and war of jokes and riddles, I was not enamored with it when it was first when I first see saw that it was that title. I'm like, I, you got it. Yeah, I'm in. That title sounds great. And like, if you look at this one, Mikhail Yan and my boy is doing the art. So yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a cool poison ivy cover. Uh, but there's also the the main Joker cover, which I'm, yeah. I'm more partial to. Absolutely. I'm always partial to to Joker covers for yeah. some reason. I'm drawn to them. Uh, but yeah, that it's been great reads. Um, I don't know what kind of idiot would have dropped off of Batman from after New Fifty Two um, when Rebirth happened. But if that person rhymes with Drew, um, he was a fool <laughs> and is back on him now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that there weren't struggles when it started. It was always intriguing when it started, you know, with the, the Gotham yeah. and all that. But yeah, yeah, we were hoping they'd find his their footing. And uh, I think you know. he has. I think he has. Uh, yeah. It feels good. It feels it feels right. 
I mean, Tom King's just just crushing it. Even we just talked off air about how uh, Batman and Elmer Fudd blew up and uh, went to ten bucks, ten bucks plus on the secondary market. I mean, he's touching stuff and making it good. So we missed that one. That's one I ordered, but wasn't high on when we. Uh, talk spec in our last podcast, but even yeah, we one. just kind of brushed over it. We're like, eh, because I read some of the other ones already. And, yeah, uh, I was like, eh, I'm sure it'll be all right, but I wasn't looking forward to it. But everybody's really, really high on it, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, things that people are high on also, Deathstroke, Eisner nominated Deathstroke, really cool c- cover A. That cover freaks me out. I don't like it. Cover B is also pretty sweet. Um. This is a this is a, a new story arc. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's written by Christopher Priest. Uh, this art is going to be um, Diogenes Neves, which um, I just butchered, I'm sure. And Ryan Sook did that cover. And I think I'm going to hop back on. Did I'm you, hop did back you catch on. the plot? Did you read the first of this plot? Uh, a new, a new, go ahead, go ahead. A new day has dawned for Deathstroke. Having emerged from the Speed Force, a changed man, Slade Wilson takes aim at living a better life, a life in service of justice. But when the world refuses to accept the new Deathstroke, Slade recruits a group of young heroes to join him, including former Teen Titans Kid Flash and Power Girl, his children Rose and Jericho, and the bombastic Terra. But has Slade truly shed his villainous path? And what other shadowy forces are working against him? Find out as Deathstroke's bold new direction begins here. He was in the Speed Force. What the friggin' heck? How cool is that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, might be neat. Might yeah. be a neat one. Uh, if, you, if you take a look at Green Arrow 26, uh, written by Ben Percy, art by Stephen Byrne, and a cover by Otto Schmidt. Oh, I it's love called Hard Hard Traveling Hero. It's a great cover Gosh, of Ollie and the Flash, and um, it's the beginning of this Hard Traveling Hero uh, story arc. And unwilling to let another city suffer the same fate as Seattle, Green Arrow kicks off a new quest to hunt down the Ninth Circle across America to stop disaster before it can happen. The infamously hot-headed Oliver Queen must mend fences with those he's alienated the past, starting with the Flash. The second epic year of Green Arrow Rebirth begins here. So all the 26s, uh, I guess, are are saying are the official start of their second year. Although there was like a Rebirth 1 and then an actual number 1. So wouldn't it have been like 23 or 24? No, mm. well, I mean, they're just considering it, you know, 52 weeks in a year, half that's 26, boom. Yeah, all right. I, I, can, I can see but, that. But, like, this is one of those books where I don't have the Green Arrows, I don't have this run, but I'm going out and grab that cover right just because I love that cover. Well, look at the cover B for Green Arrow. Great. I don't mean, want it. I want that cover I I don't know why. But, it, it. but it's it. also nice. It's also oh, very absolutely. nice. Not sweating it at all, but yeah. that that's The the cover I just looks like something I want on a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a really nice cover. Um, uh, Green Lanterns twenty six. Also, a new story arc starting up. This one written by Sam Humphreys, with art by Ronan Clickett, and a Mike McCone cover. That is pretty sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Out of Time Part 1 starts here 10 billion years ago. Valthum nearly wiped out the Guardians of the Universe. What power was able to stop him, and where did it go? Learn more about the history of the first Lantern as Out of Time begins. Um, Nice-looking covers, both A and B there as well. Uh, we got kind of a black and white looking cover A for Harley Quinn uh, with a lot of uh, diamond faces of her. Mm. Kind of nice. Wacky cover B with her and uh, Harley Quinn and, and Poison Ivy on the cover. Seem to be dancing with something. That'll, that'll, that'll be exciting for somebody. Yeah, it's got the na 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 Batman coming from the Oh, radio. is that what's going on? Don't okay. know if that's, that's a cool. homage to Adam West thrown in there or not. Yeah. And for some reason, Aquaman is crossing over with Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. So last week's Aquaman continues in this week's Justice League and then back into Aquaman again. And that mirror, um, that cover B mirror is pretty rad. Actually, cover A is, is pretty it, cool too. Was it um, washed out or is that just the sun behind her? Yeah, just the sun. I don't know if I like that. Oh, I think it's great. Paul Pelletier doing the cover with with Sandra Hope. My boy Nightwing on Nightwing 24 in that blue suit, blue and black suit. Can't beat that. Blockbuster Part 3. Nightwing is trapped on a submarine and in order to escape, he must defeat the most lethal villains of the DCU, led by Tiger Shark. And if he can't escape, Blockbuster will get what he wants. All of his criminal competition... Let me try that word again. All of his criminal competition at the bottom of the sea, along with Nightwing. Um, Shade the Changing Girl. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this um, young animal book. And uh, if you recall, there was this old-time show that Shade was watching from whatever world she was in. Because uh, this is a weird, 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 sh- a weird comic. Um, but it was called Honey, and um, they're going to do a Honey backup story in this one. A little more about that character um, that could be interesting and could go in an interesting direction. Um, kind of a cool uh, blueprint-looking cover uh, that Shade Ten has. So check that out if you're still into Young Animal. Man, it is just a friggin' week for awesome DC covers. I know both those covers are amazing. Man, Superman, Superman? twenty six. Yep. Oh yeah. And then the variant is a Jorge Jimenez. Ima- uh, it's an homage cover. Uh, it's is written after Fred Ray, or I think it says I can't read because my eyes are watery. Um, but yeah, man, gosh, this is a week where I will buy books just for covers because I sometimes do that in this week as. Just got everything you could ever I want. I think I like the cover A a little better. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Lee, we- That's Lee Weeks. It is Lee Weeks. Superman and Superboy's teamwork is off and Clark is at a loss for how to fix it. Maybe an old trick pop hold when Clark was a boy might help get the father-son team back on the right track. Um, I love these kind of interstitials. Like right in the middle, just put them together. Have a one. It looks like a one-off. Uh, this is kind of like the county fair we had on issue 11. Yeah. Yeah, um, like so too. this is one I can't wait to read, uh, and I'll put the I'll buy this and put this right next to that issue ten I love so much that cover. Nice. 
anything else in DC? No, a lot of good stuff, though. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. Let's head on down to IDW. We have Diablo House Number 1, written by Ted Adams, with art and a cover by Santa Perez. Uh, located along the sleepy coastal town of La Jala, California, Diablo House lets you make your dreams come true if you dare. Surf Bum and Diablo House host Riley takes us into his home and shares the stories of the people who let their desire come at the cost of all else, inspired by the classic horror comics of the past. I've never read this. Nope, but it sounds like Simpsons in the Treehouse of Horrors. You think? Yeah. I don't know. It it looks a little... um, It's got an independent comic look. Yeah, I don't like it. Not in a good way. Not for Um, me. Yeah, it looks like the art's not quite there. Um, how about Hanazuki Full of Treasures, number one? <laughs> um, this is an all-ages title written by David Mar- Marriott with art and cover by Nico Pena. A Moonflower is Born, the origin of Hanazuki, based on the new digital first show, Hanazuki Full of Treasures, comes a comic retelling of the birth of Hanazuki. True. Uh, what did we always say when this is in the tagline? Based on the first episode of the Hanazuki Full of Treasure, which has over 2 million views on YouTube. Uh, gotta go, gotta bounce. Me not, too, peace. We gotta bounce from that. Um, no good can come from the YouTube inspiration. No. I, I, you're, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry for wasting your time, listeners, and Kyle. Yes, moving on. Anything I else? Won't, from... I won't do it again. <laughs> I probably will do it again. YouTube. Yeah, we'll fall into that again sometime. Yeah. Anything else in IDW? Mm-mm. All right, let's see what Image has in store for us. Well, uh, I don't know if they're my boys or your boys. Mm-hmm. That maybe they're our boys. Jeremy Hahn and Jason Hurley have uh, Beauty Number Sixteen coming out, finishing up their story arc, which has been great. Another yeah. great. This is third story arc, and man, so good, so stinking good. And I, I just want to read this comic forever, and I hope they never stop making it. It's so they, good. Each each arc is very fresh. They switch things up. It doesn't just continue along the same narrative. They've, they've built a world, and the, uh, they play in it. There's a lot in this world. It's yeah. huge. And um, we're just getting little dribs and drabs and tastes of it. But for six issues, it's so much fun. Yeah. Nice little trade for loose ends there. Um wish it was a little cheaper than that but to each their own i don't even remember how it ended i don't either i, I don't remember how loose ends ended yeah. there's your boy uh rat queens ah yes rat queens and we have a images of tomorrow variant which i was just like yeah i don't think i care i don't even get what they're going for here do uh, you i don't i think it's like hey take your characters and put them in the future Ooh. okay yeah, I didn't, none of those worked for me. Yeah, no. I, and, they, I, and they didn't do a, a Walking Dead, so. Yeah, I passed on all of them. All um, right, go ahead. Rock Candy Mountain, number four. Uh, this is the best hobo comic I've ever read, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> you heard it is, here first, folks. This is the end of the story arc, and this has been really, really cool. Um, kind of like Slam made me th- uh, enjoy... Um, roller derby comics for the yeah. first time. This makes you want to be a hobo. 
kind of makes me want to be a hobo. Uh, like, it, it's 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 really cool. It, art style is not for everyone, but um, the story is really good. What about the Sacred Creatures, number one? This is written by Pablo Raimondi and Klaus Jensen, with Pablo Raimondi on art as well. When the supernatural forces maintaining the fragile balance of power in this world start unraveling, Josh Miller, a young college grad and expecting father, is caught in the middle of a vast conspiracy threatening to tear apart the foundations of humanity as we know it. As myth and reality collide, Josh finds himself on the front line of a battle against an enemy dating back to the beginning of time itself. Klaus Jensen is apparently a comic legend we know from Daredevil, Dark Knight Returns, and Pablo Ramondi did X-Files in the Book of Doom. Oh, 66 pages for five bucks. Hmm, not bad. Uh, I, I'd rather they just throw in those pages for free and keep it four, but yeah. nobody seems to want to do that. Uh, Snot Girl number six. Ah! It's back. Took a little break. Yeah. Uh, seemed to have taken a little break. Maybe it was planned. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, of course, written by Brian Lee O'Malley uh, and Leslie Hung with art and cover by Leslie Hung. Um, and I'm not sure where this this new arc is going to go. But the first arc was fun. I liked it. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's not as good as Scott Pilgrim, but it's it's still it's still a good read. There you go. Seven to Eternity 7 is out. That book's still on fire. I will uh, attempt to read all of Walking Dead 169 Solicit. All right. From their new story arc, Lines We Cross. It is time for Dwight to step up. Step up. Step up, Dwight. Oh, wow. 168 was a book to have. Uh, I picked up a few extras of those. I'm curious what 169 Because of the character death? Yes. Or something else? Correct. So something else or the character death? The, The death. Okay. We got a jock variant of Wicked and Divine. That is cool looking. I still prefer my cover A's on those, but that is pretty wicked. And this is a new story arc. And see, see, like uh, the images of tomorrow for Wicked and Divine. That's uh, a good one. The tombstone. Yeah, they're all dead because they don't last long. That's what I liked. I liked that one. Yeah, that one's pretty right. That would have been a good one to get. Yeah. Anything else in image? Uh-uh. All right, let's head it down to Marvel. See what we got. Oh, what's not a Secret Empire tie-in? Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again is not a Marvel tie-in. Cullen Bunn. Remember the time Deadpool went a little too crazy and killed the entire Marvel Universe? Well, this isn't that. This is a different time, right? Cullen Bunn, an artist... Dalabor Talijic, a.k.a. the creator behind Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, the first one, have reunited for another tale of Deadpool taking out all of your faves in the most horrific ways possible. It's going to hurt him more than it hurts you, and you're going to love it. (laughs) Those are usually fun. Yeah, but not for me. Yeah, not for me either. Um, Black Bolt number three. Um, I'm enjoying this. 
surprisingly. Um, thanks, thanks to uh, Wolf for putting this on my radar. And this, uh, this was this has been a good comic. It's really. Uh, I don't know Saladin Ahmed as the writer, and I don't know the art of Christian Ward, but it all works really well together. And um, Black Bolt's ever able to talk in this comic, so uh, that helps. That helps a go. lot. Now, if he if he escapes from this prison that he's in and he can no longer talk, um, I, I don't know if I'll enjoy this comic as much because I like my lead characters to talk. Don't like the old mute protagonist. It's tough. It's tough. Although I did watch uh, Baby Driver tonight, uh, and uh, and he doesn't say much, and um, it was really good. He speaks through our our our, our boy. What's the director? Uh, Edgar Wright. It's Edgar Wright. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll mention a a another Secret Empire tie-in, and that is Champions. Uh, Champions will be put to the ultimate test. No small town problem that they're facing. It's up to them to help write an entire world turned upside down. This book is not written for me, but I like it anyway. It's really good. And I think, you know, that last issue with um, Viv Vision and the, the, that new character, Red Locus, ah. um, and her first appearance um, was really a great breakout issue as well. And um, this is... I, I think a an underappreciated comic. Yeah, how many friggin' Spider Man comics do we need? Good God, Spider Man Master Plan number one from Robbie Thompson with Nathan Stockman on art. I don't, I don't. I don't it includes a special reprinting of ASM number two, the first appearance of the Vulture. I mean, we we got our Zadarsky one. We got our main line. We got they're 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 doing too much. Yeah, you got you got the uh, Miles Morales. Yep. And you got twenty ninety nine. You've got uh, that Scarlet Spider now. I don't know what that what's that one called? Yeah, we still we we're plus doing the plus all the female spiders. Yeah. Stuff. Lots of them. Star Wars thirty three from Jason Aaron Salvador La Roca. The heroes of the rebellion and the princess of the revolution, Luke and Leia, finally get some time alone. Unfortunately, it's stranded on a desert island. But it looks like it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. There's finally, I finally have a chance to get Amazing Fantasy. There you First go. appearance of Spider-Man for a dollar in True Believers. Um, get these. They're all. I think these are cool. They're awesome. That, and I want. And I. I want. I don't want the Spider-Man. Uh, Todd McFarlane series because I have that. Yeah, yeah. Or the brand new day, but the Amazing Fantasy, yeah, that's kind of cool. Heck yeah. Venom Six going back for a second print, just an off collar one. Same thing with all your X Men Gold and Blue reprints. Yeah, um, so they're they're doing well, I think. Yeah, um, seem to be. Uh, and those are still the second printings are Syaf variants. Who is the guy that got fired? Yeah. So I don't know how they're still why they're still using him for for new covers, but maybe yeah, they had he, him in the he probably had a uh, some banked. Yeah. Um, and then X Men Gold number seven. Yep. Secret Empire tie-in. And you're telling me there's some uh, scuttlebutt on the internet about Secret Empire number five that came out. 
Yeah. But uh, you're not going to spoil for me. But Correct. It, I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to tell you anything. But just people are like, oh, come the heck on. But there's some uh, there's some backlash. Yes. People are not happy. Wheel, wheels falling off. People are questioning your boy, Nick Spencer. My boy? Oh, yeah, no. I know. No. I'm with you. I'll judge for myself. Yeah. Do it quick before somebody tells you what happens. I will. Better read it tonight. Anything else in our good friends at Marvel? I don't think so. I don't think so either. All right, let's head on down to the back half. Let's look at our Onis, our Booms, our Dynamites, our Lion Forges, all that fun stuff. Well, um, I don't know that Donny Cates is still as hot as he was. Mm -hmm. Baby Teeth uh, doesn't seem to be quite as hot. But the second issue... Uh, is out, and um, Kyle and I have a f- have kind of a theory about second issues. Yeah. Um, underordered, notoriously but, underordered. Tragically. Um, because if a number one is underordered, LCSs by and large reduce their orders of number twos by thirty to forty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's notoriously what the drop is. So if they're off on the one. Then the two is also off, and they usually don't have enough time to alter that based on any kind of reader Trends. input or yeah. or customer request. You know, they can't really react until issue three. So um, if you're in on number one, it's a good idea to always go in on number two um, because that's a that's a one two, and it could be. A one-two punch, and it could be a, a short print run, a small print run, yeah. and and very good for you. There's not going to be any adjustments made at that point, and um, that's our that's our opinion. Yeah. But this is also not as hot as God Country, and uh, what was the other um, Redneck? Yeah, Donny Cates. Yeah. Still time, but not yet. Yeah. Get the forty-five. Different covers of Belladonna's annual. Yeah, the 15 covers of Ash versus Army of Darkness. Uh, if you're into Valiant, and some of you are all in on Valiant and love it, uh, there's uh, something called Bloodshot's Day Off, number one, written by Elliot Ray Hall with art by Kari Evans. And... Um, there you go. Don't forget about that. I am <laughs> not all in on on Valiant and just sample occasionally, but I know they they have passionate fans. You think um, Casper is ready to make a resurgence? Because Casper the Friendly Ghost number one is out. Uh, it is an American Mythology Productions. Um, release with a bunch of writers and a couple of artists and um, trying to rekindle and see if uh, today's kids enjoy Casper or maybe this is just for old guys who loved Casper for a yeah, long time ago. No kidding. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, I was no, never no. a fan so it doesn't do any it doesn't hit any nostalgia buttons for me. Yeah, me either. Um, the aforementioned Lion Forge nice name check there was Claudia and Rex 
number one, written by Ulysses Farinas and Eric Freitas, with art by Daniel Irizarry. A lushly rendered supernatural fantasy that follows two girls and their mother who find themselves in the middle of a vast supernatural exodus. On their journey, Claudia has bestowed the powers of hundreds of different gods, but even those don't help her come to terms with the death of her father. Uh, I, I like this cover. I like this art on this cover. Um, I think the solicit sounds decent. I think there's potential here for this one. Um, this is probably going to be lucky to sell three or 4,000 copies. Um, so if you also think this might have a chance to catch fire, uh, yeah, get in there early for this one because it's it's not going to be in a lot of stores. Yeah. Drew, if you know anything about Kyle, you know Kyle and his three children are oddly into the 1950 versions of the television Gumby series. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So here we have Gumby number one from Paper Cuts. Um, Gumby, Pokey, and the gang are back with new adventures for the first time in over ten years. Um, so You need to get this. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I mean, but that's specifically because... We have a weird Gumby thing around my home. It's not so like a strange. weird Gumby thing, but it's just odd that I have <laughs> children born in now that are like, ooh, this show from 1950, stop animation, uh, let's watch it again. Again, again. And, and again, again, and again. Yeah, and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have Justice Incorporated, Faces of Justice, number one, written by Kyle Higgins, your boy. Hey. Uh, and Joe Gentile, with art by Alex Chabau, and a cover by Tom Mandrake. No man is above the law. When the FBI discovers evidence that incriminates Richard Benson in a brutal murder, the Avenger finds himself arrested and subjected to an intense investigation by the Bureau's best agents. Now the Justice Incorporated team must spring into action to save their leader and discover if there's a sinister plot at play. Or could the Avenger actually be guilty of such a heinous crime? Okay, so this is um, an old character. Yeah. With a, the dusting off, Dynamite's dusting off, which they like to do, a la Green Hornet. From American Gothic Press, Killbox, Chicago number one. You remember Killbox, Drew? Yeah, Killbox Los Angeles was really good. It's back. AGP's gritty saga of rage and violence takes to the streets of Chicago, where new contestants and one old are preparing for a new game. Oddly enough, every time I visit Chicago, I feel like I'm in this comic. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done any killing? Nah, but I always feel like someone is coming after me. Anytime now, it could could happen. Nam Wolf going to second printing. That's cool. Always good. Another series of Lady Mechanica. Clockwork Assassin number one. Sabrina has a seventh issue. I can't believe that. <laughs> Fourth issue for Skyborn. I'd kind of forgotten about that. Frank Cho book. Oh my goodness! I had two. Yeah, so it's it's it, fourth issue is out. Third issue of Stain from Four Five One Media. 
Uh, Unholy Grail from Aftershock is written by Colin Bunn. Uh-huh. Uh, with an art by Mirko Kolick. And this is about Arthur Pendragon, who was the king of all Britain. Yep. The story is legendary. Merlin, the Lady of the Lake, Excalibur, Camelot, the Knights of the Round Table. These stories are bright lies painted over the truth. Here is presented the gospel of Arthur's bloody rise to power in his unholy reign. The legend of King Arthur is not the stuff of legends, but the fuel of nightmares. As Arthur descends in the darkness, is there any lingering hope that he might still still might do something good? Um, that I, sounds I ordered, really good. Yep, I ordered cover A's, I ordered cover B's, I like Aftershock. I was all in on the previews for this one. Yeah, that sounds good. And there's a Francovia, Franco Francovilla. Yep, I ordered it. Uh, cover B, that looks really nice. Yep. And, of course, Kyle's mantra is cover A, cover A, cover A. So you Correct. Get them both. Yeah. Cover, get them, get them, either get them both or just get cover A. If you... Grab, because Frank of the cover B would be cool too. Yeah, if you like, like I said, I ordered I ordered two A's and a B on this. So if you like Unholy, then you can also get Unsound number two from Boom, and also Colin Bunn, who wrote this one with artist Jack Cole. And this is the second issue where Ashy uncovers a horrifying secret in the deeper levels of the asylum, and not everyone in her group will make it out alive. Mwahaha. The old Colin Bunn twofer. Zombie Tramp Origins, number one. When Zombie Tramp first came out, it was a pretty big deal. I'm not sure that anybody necessarily cares about the origin story. Um, but it's possible. Yeah. All right, Drew, we've come to the end of our list. So this is the point where I hearken back a little ways and say, what is your book of the week, Drew? What is the one book to go snag up? Make sure you hit your LCS Right as it opens, take home with you, sealed it in that bag and board, throw in that long box, or directly on eBay. What is it, brother? Well, you know, I was thinking it was some uh, recency bias, but the more I look at everything, I mean, there's some really cool covers in DC, and some. And I like that third printing of 24 a lot, but I think I'm going to go with that Unholy Grail. Absolutely, I, I think that's. I think that's the pick of the week, and. Uh, and something that has the most potential. Yeah, I completely second that. It's going to be the one to uh, to grab, look for. It sounds good. It looks good. So, no reason not to. <coughs> if there's going to be movement on anything from weird covers, it'll be that seven to eternity image of tomorrow variant. Just because of how underordered and how people seem to want all the covers for seven to eternity. Uh, what was that number two we talked about being short run? Oh, Baby Teeth, number two. Snag yeah, up. yeah, Baby Teeth. Yeah, make sure you get Baby Teeth. And then go to the DC section, look at the covers, and buy one. I'll leave it to your discretion. Um, There's some pretty you, ones up there. If you see the third printing of Batman 24 and you do not buy it, send me an email and tell me why. Cause you, you're, I'm going to call you crazy. Because, yeah, that book I is mean, going we, to fly. Because, I mean, regularly... Uh, they go back to a print yeah. a second or a third time, you get diminishing returns. So Correct. you might get 8,000 on that second printing. You might get five or six on that third printing, right? Sketch cover. It's a Beautiful sketch cover. Beautiful sketch cover. Beautiful. Um, 
and it's and it's got a proposal from Batman to Catwoman on the cover, and him saying the words "Marry me." That's kind of cool. Yeah. If you see the second print, move it out of the way and see if there's third prints behind it. <laughs> got it. So find some DC covers you like. Batman twenty four third print. Buy them all. Baby Teeth two. Might not be around. Snag it up. Unholy Grail, cover A, cover B might not be too bad either. Yeah. So, Comics Run Profit, thanks you for tagging along with Drew and myself to episode number 385. Of course, we've told you in the beginning you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, just like three of our new best friends have this week, and we appreciate them. Of course, Comics Fun and Profit on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And uh, drop us a line on our Gmail account. Perhaps there's something we missed this week. Um, that we didn't grab, like our True Believers Amazing Fantasy 15 reprint for a dollar. Gotta have that. So we thank you once again for joining us for Drew and for myself. See ya.